everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Analytical Fanboys. I am your host, the modular king of the content ring, The Vacuuminator, and I am joined, as always, by the millennial boomer, Snowcone83. That's me. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm joking about off-topic, off-mic off shit right there. And I'm already flubbing up, but that's okay, because he's not alone. I've also got the borrowed Boingo Rider here. Does that mean I'm old and new and blue as well? I mean, it could. I, I have to check. Do I have those written in the adjectives list as well? I gotta say, of all the... Uh... All the words you've used to sling in front of his name that I've only realized you were doing two weeks ago. <laughs> borrowed is definitely my favorite. <laughs> nice. Oh, I've got some good ones coming up. I'm I'm scrolling through the list now. Oh, ooh, ooh, I like that one. I like that one a lot. We'll get to that one probably after the summit, actually. But don't worry. Uh, that's not important because... Uh, Hey guys, before we jump into the main topic, we want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Modular Media, the YouTube worker co-op that the three of us make up. Uh, and if you want to support us and all of our endeavors, please go ahead, give us a like, a subscribe, ring the bell to enable notifications so that you get every episode of this podcast as it comes out, and be sure to check out all of our content because there's not just this podcast but we do tons of other podcasts on here last week on analytical fanboys we covered the iron giant uh also this month from modular we did a spoiler cast on common rider zero one uh that featured database ranger and victory buster uh two uh friends of the of the co-op that we've wanted to have on more often for quite a while so it was great to get to have them on and catch up on things uh chris and i just last week did a new episode of mmwp the first episode in quite a while uh on all out the aew pay-per-view that just happened a little bit ago and the dynamite that followed it and um we've also got some content on our personal channels coming out i just did a review of the common writer zero one dx shot riser and uh chris did a video on the um the theme to the english dub of the one piece anime and uh you know uh i could be an egotistical dickhead and say my video is better but i'm honestly gonna say it because you know what when it comes to youtube when it comes to modular media i believe that chris is the best vid machine he made the better video so far this month i loved that video and i think everybody needs to go check it out so far this month because i also have one already in the pipeline and I do as well, but it's yet to be seen if I'll be able to get it up before the end of the month. Uh, hey, that's what my wife says. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That's a boomer-ass joke, you boomer. <laughs> you millennial boomer. Uh but that is uh, that is everything going on with Modular this month. But guys, don't forget, we've got the Modular Media Summit that's coming up. It's going to be November 14th through the 23rd. The three of us, all three of us, in the same place, in real life, making content together for the first time ever. Oh, it's going to be epic and huge and wonderful. I'm so excited about it. And we're actually ready to reveal uh, the first thing 
that's going to be coming out of this. The first official reveal, aside from the summit itself, is Do you that, think they're ready for it? Do you think they're ready for it? I mean, I hope they are. I hope after, what, like 90-something episodes of this show, I hope they're they're ready and excited to hear what's going to be happening at the Modular Media Summit because, guys, we are going to be doing weekly daily live streams every night there's going to be a live stream from us on this very channel from the summit and the first two live streams from the summit that we want to announce these will be taking place on the first and last days so the 14th and the 22nd those nights you will be seeing an opening and a closing ceremony that all three of us will be at uh it's not going to be anything super structured out or like we're going to have a huge game plan for it but it'll be the three of us hanging out and chatting in person um we will probably discuss plans for the summit and just general what kind of shenanigans we want to get up to at the opening ceremonies and we'll probably discuss how well all that went at the closing ceremony there's going to be q a at both of them if we have enough people in the chat there's going to be some surprises maybe a reveal or two about the future of modular media and stuff we haven't talked about for the summit yet uh up until that point so Guys, those are going to be really fun streams. They'll probably go like an hour and a half, maybe a little bit more if we've got enough of an audience. But uh, they'll be they'll be just great. Uh, the first one's going to be a great icebreaker, and that last one is going to be a nice way to wind down, just having a good old chat with the boys. And you know you're going to want to be there live for them. So be sure to mark your calendars for the whole Modular Media Summit and then specifically for the opening and closing ceremonies so that you can be there to interact with us live yeah mm -hmm. but that's all there is for uh upkeeping and announcements on this episode of analytical fanboys so we're gonna go ahead and move into the main topic of this week's episode uh which is a suggestion that chris put on the list and honestly i'm gonna say this is probably not the most Boingo core, but the weirdest thing you've ever had me look at on this show, Chris. We are talking about the manga series Ultimo, specifically the first volume, which I believe is like eight chapters or so. It's uh, four chapters. Mm. First volume is four chapters, and there's a pro prologue pilot kind of thing that has some information you can use, but it's not necessary for the entirety of the story because it is uh, Karakuri Doji Ultimo. That's the full mm. Japanese name. Translated, it's Robot Boy Ultimo. Um, this is a manga project co-created by Stan Lee. Yes, American comic book creator Stan Lee. And let me make sure I get the mangaka's... Of American comics, Stan Lee. Uh, Hiroyuki uh, Takai. Mm. Uh, he's the other person who worked with him on it. Uh, the basic premise is, um, okay, uh, best way to explain it, ambivalent anime buff Stan Lee created a couple robots to fully embody the ideals of good and evil and unleashed them into the world to see what the fuck happens. It's basically... What if Stan Lee was DJ Sagara from Common Rider Gaim? That 
but also like a little bit of Astro Boy. Just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit in that, like, the fucking, the robots are really effeminate kind of gay boys. Yeah, did yeah. you know that Stan Lee basically made Yowie bait? That's 100% what, man, that was, like, the most uncomfortable part of the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, until they said he was a boy, I deadass thought Ultimo was a girl. Oh, yeah, no. And that's not yeah. even, like... Like, that wouldn't even matter if not for the fact that, like... Because, like, I wasn't going to make the connection until the media itself made the joke, and I was just like, well... Because um, they were we like... Because, like, it looks like a little boy, and then, like, the person's like, I don't think you should be doing illegal stuff. Like, it looked like a little boy you were on top of, and I was just like, oh... oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, also remember... Is- this was created by Stan fucking Lee. <laughs> I know, man. I've seen Stripperella, and I just don't see how. Except oh. I do. I mean, Stan Lee was kind of an old pervert, but, like, this is this is definitely way beyond anything I've ever heard about him in that regard. Yeah. But like you, you describe you describe the basic overall premise of the story is like oh robots fighting over time, uh, they team up with human partners and it's like oh, okay whatever, and then you see the designs and all the aspects of it and you go like, oh, oh, uh, so yeah, that's partially why I wanted to fucking be uh, talk about it because it's. It is one of these side projects that Stanley made in the in the two thousands, and it's it it just feels so fucking weird. Isn't this around the same time that those just imagine Stanley creating DC characters ha- uh, books happened? Uh, this manga was uh, the first uh, chapter zero. The prologue was published April eighteenth, two thousand eight. The manga was officially serialized March 2009. Hmm. Let me see. When did Just Imagine Stanley creating the DC Universe happen? 2001. Yeah, so a little bit after. <laughs> okay. Um, but like he, Stanley wasn't the only major creative force behind this because the other, the person who illustrated it was uh, Hiroyuki uh, Takei. Mm-hmm. Which you might not recognize that name immediately. He's the guy who created uh, Shaman King. Yeah, yeah, I I could tell just from a couple of the scenes in this. And I mean, I've only seen a little bit of Shaman King, but it does it does have a very indicative style, and that's very prevalent in this. Which, by the way, I just I was looking at a panel here, and I completely forgot to mention. Um, we're talking about how Stanley exists within this comic stanley as a god is literally a character in this comic the character looks exactly like him he's he's this ambivalent god character who can like appear and disappear and do weird supernatural shit at will and his fucking name is dunstan yeah um his full name is uh actually roger dunstan Oh god. Here's the thing, you're not ready for this because I'm reading the Wikipedia page. Okay. 
He's actually from the year 2989. What the fuck, dude? He's from the future. I forgot because I've read further. I've, I've previously read this manga before. Um, it eventually gets to the point where there's time travel. There's already time travel. Well, no, no, no. It's taking place in two different time periods. That's different. And there's like reincarnation and that kind of shit. Well, reincarnation. Is it even? Yes. No, no, because like there's all the stuff taking place in feudal Japan. And then there's the modern Japan stuff, which really just feels like bleach. I can get that. I get that vibe. Um, but like, so there's Ultimo and there's evil one. I can't remember the evil one's name. Vice. Vice is the evil. Of course, uh, Vice is his fucking name. Um, here's the other thing. They also get like their own like crew to help them. So there's an evil crew and they're all the seven deadly sins. And then there's like a crew of like seven holy virtues. Of course. Um, and I'm pretty sure, because when I sent you the link to this, Cody, you you made mention of OGs that cover. I think he's one of the bad guys. The fat pink dude. Oh, is he? I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is this is something that feels very distinctly really fucking anime and manga, but also I can't imagine a mainstream manga because this was in a major publication. This was in Jump Q, I think. Yeah, I'm. I was looking at a minute ago the picture of Jump It first. Uh, the first Jump It was in. Um, and Jump is the the manga line done by Shueisha, who also does Weekly Shonen Jump, where One Piece and Dragon Ball and all that kind of stuff was in. Look at that old ass picture of Stan. Even at the time they used on that cover, yeah, it, it's it's so interesting because at this time, around this time as well, Stanley also had a fucking anime. He did Hero Man. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stanley created Hero Man, and he was in Hero Man as well. Oh my god, Stanley is amazing to me because like. Uh, at the one on one hand, he's like such a fucking bastard because he puts himself in on a. He's like the Hulk Hogan of comics, okay? He has screwed over so many people and put himself over so many times at the sake of like both elevating comics and trying to get away from comics. But also, you can't help him but love him because he's this iconic fixture of comics and all of comics since him is kind of built around what he did. Yeah, but again, this is like this is a piece of Stanley that lasted a while. It was from 2009 to I think it said 2016 uh, on the Wikipedia page. Wow. How how active do you think he was in actually writing this? Do you think he just came up <laughs> with like the concept and then he handed it off to this artist? Or do you think like he was having weekly Do you think Stan Lee made a fucking manga script like Gia Boy from Bakuman? Uh uh I have a feeling he came up with large concepts and the basic arcs. And then someone had to translate it for the artist, and then he got to work. 
I read all of this as if it was penned by his hand. Oh, like, geez. You know, I mean, you, I were you reading it. it in a Stan Lee voice? No, I was just like, every time I'd feel weird, I would just be like, he had a hand in this. And then keep reading. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm looking at uh, on TV tropes at some of the characters. Uh, there is, uh, like, looking at uh, some of the other goddamn robot people that help out. Like, there's that one. It's, it's... Uh, they all look like little babies. Oh yeah, no, they're they're tiny. They're tiny people. I got weirded out at the beginning because, like, uh, the main character you see is like talking to a like this child runs up to him, and I'm like, oh, they're the same age. I'm like, oh, they're both children. And then there's like talking about this other person, like that he was gonna date. Hey, look, Krillin. Um, <laughs> The little bald boy that Chris just posted in the chat. He's one of the. He's one of the good. He's one of the good ones. Uh, Maybe that's what I need right now. Is some like clear plastic eyebrows. <laughs> that's a fashion statement. Because it's it's working. I gotta say, I have like clear plastic glasses, but you know, logical next step. Yeah. Um, since I have a feeling neither of you like genuinely was thinking like, oh, this was a really good story. It's weird. No, this just kind of washed over me as like, what? Why was this on the list other than Stanley? If this was an anime, I would have done the same thing to it as I did with actual Seven Deadly Sins. And like, I watched it with an X and it was an enjoyable with another person there. And then I came back to it and started watching it again, and I was immediately like, "Oh, I don't like, I don't like any of the dialogue." I don't yeah, like this. And that's kind of because like, there's a lot of fuck, you know, in this. There's a lot of like, "Fuck you, fucker." This is you fucking okay. Fuck. We clearly read a fan translation, am I right? Yeah, it is. Like, it's this a is, fan translation. This was translated by like a 14 year old in 2003. No way. So this wasn't actually the fuck. No, not a hundred percent what that said. I don't think Stanley is the type of guy to put so many f bombs in his work. Sorry to break it to you, Cody. Especially because I'm pretty sure the official translations are done by Viz, and they're very, they're very hesitant. Oh God, I've, I'm fucking clicking through goddamn pages of the fucking manga. Interesting. Remember that? Oh, I read a fan translation. Yeah. I do. Stan Lee loves Japan. God. I mean, he did try and make Power Rangers happen before Power Rangers. You gotta, you gotta give that to him. Yeah, but... So ultimately, the story is basically... Evil Stan Lee says, Alright, I want to see who wins in a philosophical battle of good and evil, so I'm just gonna make robots to fight. Uh, he does that, and eventually the fighting happens, but also, like, there's weird machinations, like, okay, remember the, the, the little blonde best friend in, like, the second chapter? Yeah. Okay, that's actually, if I remember right, the reincarnation 
of the love interest of the dude from the feudal era, and he remembers all of her memories, and he goes crazy trying to get the main character back. Wow. If I'm remembering right. Like, he teams up with the evil... With the, the evil robot boy. Interesting. Not, I want to read it interesting, but interesting nonetheless. No, no, no. He, he, he teams up with jealousy. Of course. Oh, jealousy. Yeah, he was a, a princess who married Yamato. So there, so there's some. So again, they're playing into they're playing into all the the to, to the yaoi bait fully. It's weird how this is like it's so unlike the kind of hallmarks you know Stanley from from like big '60s Marvel stuff. It's very like it's got that kind of melodrama to it, but it's not built around traditional America at all. No, this is because this de- dives into a lot of genuine Japanese things because it's not like it's not like this. It's the seven deadly sins, but it's the it's the six. It's like a Buddhist idea. It's like charity and meditation on the good guy side. Oh. You know, that kind of thing. Interesting. It's definitely something like some of the art is neat, but then sometimes it's not. I like the uh, design for the uh, doll. Ro- well, definitely robots. Um, do you guys? Uh, do you guys know my favorite panel? That's one of the evil uh, humans that teams up with the evil robots. She looks like a Madoka Magica character. She does. That's some anime shit right there. Yeah, that was a pretty good panel, I gotta say. It's a fucking phone background, dude. It's just this cool... Uh, this guy sitting in sadness while there's, like, all these different buff Stanley expressions in the background, and the only fucking bit of dialogue is just dot dot dot, done, Stan. It's genuine... There is... This is absurd that it would even happen. That Stanley would decide to team up with a manga artist to make what is what is a very Japanese fucking manga. Yeah. But then also give a bunch of fucking yaoi bait. Like it, it, it's not necessarily that I don't get either one of those two things happening. It's the fact that both of them happened at once. I mean, I know very little about uh, Hiroyuki Takei, you said his name was? Yeah. I, I know very little about him, but I, like, a part of me wants to think that he is just a huge old-school Marvel fan, and somehow or other he got in contact with Stan Lee or someone at Marvel or something or other, and he said, yo, I want to I wanna collab with Stan Lee. I want to do a comic with Stan Lee in it. I want to do a, one of our comics with Stan Lee in it. And they're like, and Stan Lee was like, okay, give me this much money and you can put my name on it and I'll be in it. Okay. Okay. In the first chap, first like two chapters, remember how the main male character and the, his friend 
were going on about like, oh, the girl you have a crush on that th- that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's actually the daughter of Dunstan. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that. All right. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just going through the TV tropes. Uh, the uh, remember the first robot person I sent, the one with the crop top. Yeah. Yes. So apparently, uh, later on at the end of the story, they all turn human because hey, we saved the day, and they all get to be regular people living with us and have a happy life. Um, they actually are the only the only robot person who turns into a girl. Oh. Yeah. Like they they play into it the whole time. It's like, oh, is this one a boy or a girl? And it's like I, like it doesn't even seem I'm looking at TV trips, it doesn't even seem like it was like their choice or anything. It was just like that's how fate happened. Not true. That's kind of the squeak. That's even worse. Uh, that's also, uh, they are supposed to be the embodiment of charity. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, I I completely understand you not liking it. I I can kind of dig it just because. Now, I'm, when you say you could kind of dig it for I the action, you mean the actual thing. But... I don't know if I like it or not, but I the, think uh, this the story is a as a whole. Way. Story as a whole. It's just. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Cody. No, there's. I don't have. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't even really get into specific story details because there's just like there's barely any in the first volume. Yeah, it's such a simple setup with like all the most typical weird shonen yaoi bait stuff from that time period that I can think of. And honestly, I don't like or dislike this. I'm pretty ambivalent towards it, but I think it's just fascinating that it happens and that somehow or other all these amazing illustrations of a buff Stanley exist and yet have not been made into memes yet. What the fuck? I thought this is what the internet was made for. I just had to get that out of the way. The internet's for porn. Yeah. Which may or may not have to do with what we talked about today to be determined. Like, if this was even a little bit more popular, you know damn well there'd be a fucking a shit ton of yaoi for it. But But, like, look at that fucking official promo image. That's that doesn't look remotely male to me. It also doesn't oh. help that he's wearing that the character is wearing a a kind of old fashioned like it's a weird piece of Japanese clothing. I've seen it in other places, but it's basically just a square piece of cloth covering the chest. Yeah, that's the thing that like because I because I said I thought Ultimo was a girl at first, 
that's why i saw that and i'm like oh this is covering up the titties and then there's the other one there it's got an open chest clearly a male but then two seconds later they're like that one's a male too and i'm like all right i don't know shit about fuck that's cool oh shit gender is a meaningless societal construct people very much so after I get this uh, photo and show you. Oh boy. I probably don't want to see it. Probably not. I want to see it now. Mm, I'm trying to figure out how to get it because it's not working on this one. Do, do, do. But yeah. So this was Ultimo. Yeah. That that was a thing. We did just talk about that for long enough that I guess we can call it the main topic of the podcast. It it's like what else can I just say? like it's weird. It's ultimately weird, what it is. It's a weird out there oddity. Um, and it's, it's very different than the kind of stuff we normally discuss on the show. And I think that's part of why we're floundering so much. But, you know, I'm glad we did get to it. Yeah, I yeah, mean, there's... It's, it's for sure interesting. Um, I mean, it's less dated. I mean, some of the things are dated, but it is newer than I thought, but still old enough for me to try to slap that on there so you know i don't i don't know it's it's on the cusp of being vintage and so am i yeah 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 come on hey you want to find out what we're talking about next time guys oh yeah my favorite part yeah all right i am fucking gonna spin that wheel boy yeah, but to add to the general what uh, general weirdness of it, that's a panel from later on where they dress Ultimo as a girl. Fucking Christ! Oh, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a full-grown man. That's a full like the main character is a full-grown man. He he's older than his mom. He looks older than his mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because the person in the middle. Is his mother? I know. That's right. Also, it looks like to be like his naked ass, like in the left corner of the. I don't know, man. That's some weird. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. Um, the, looking back at the previous page, he was coming out of the shower. Oh, I'm sure he was coming. All right, out of the shower. All right. <sighs> well, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Hit us with this. And now next time, you're going to hit us with uh, some bleach from Nirvana. Oh, hell yeah. I know nothing about Nirvana except Kurt Cobain's Suicide and the two big songs they had. So this will be a cultural uh, growth experience for me, probably. They definitely had more than two big songs. So we're listening to an album. Yes. Hey, this will be the first time you do an album review with us, Cody, because uh, all the other ones were back when it was just me and Chris, and we haven't done one in a in a good bit. So this this should be interesting. Well, I'm excited. I'll uh, 
I'll probably get through it the first time. Since it's an album and I already like Nirvana, I'll probably just listen to it all week. So nice. I'll have some very... That's one of my favorite things to do personally. Is like I like to go back to artists and like listen to an album as it's meant, as what I assume is it's meant to be listened to from start mm-hmm. to finish. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah, and a lot of people, when they talk about Nirvana, immediately kind of go to um, their second major album. That's uh, Nevermind, right? Yep, never. Uh, there's never. Yep, Nevermind, which is 1991, because that has Smells Like Teen Spirit. Mm, yeah, that's that's the big song I know that everybody knows. Uh, and in Bloom and Lithium and all that kind of stuff. But Bleach is when they were still pretty much they they hadn't kind of made a new sound that people kind of go like, oh, that's a new genre-esque thing. And it is still very much punk. Because that's the thing you gotta realize with a lot of like Nirvana sounding grunge, it's mostly punk. And we'll talk more about that next week. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, it, it sounds like Next week will probably be a much more thrilling discussion. But you know what? That's fine. Because this week, Chris, we got to talk about what the hell happened on Dynamite. A lot of things happened on Dynamite. Sorry, yeah. Cody. This, was a, this is a fucking banger episode. They're just pumping them out right now. Because, like, first and foremost, I got to talk about how... Um, fucking Kip Sabian went from being like the biggest dipshit heel to being one of my favorite baby faces because him and Miro just have the best bromance. Oh yeah, it's it, it basically is two fucking Twitch bros going like, yeah, no, bro, your Twitch stream's the best. Nah, nah, man, your muscles though. And meanwhile, Penelope Ford is just in the background, like, guys, can you get back to lifting lifting the weights, please? You need to get buffer. Your wrestlers. And uh, I just love Kip Saban in full-on crop top now. That's just a good look on him. It is. I never thought I'd say that about another man, but yes, it's perfect for him. Um, And then fucking uh, potentially teasing another match between Sheeta and Rosa. Well, she, Rosa just had a bomber-ass match against Ivelisse, which was actually putting the NWA title on the line. I was not expecting them to ever do that in AEW. Well, it was nice. Uh, The only thing, there was rumors that they kind of got into a shoot in the middle of it, which seemed to be unfounded now. Maybe they just went pretty stiff. But there is one uh, gift that's been shared around of Ivelisse um, really looking completely bored and no selling anything in the middle of a match while Rosa's trying to do a fucking hold. Mm. And that just looked a little sloppy, but over, I might, have been, I might have been looking away during that bit then. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice it until I saw the gifts floating around. Um, fucking MJF is teasing, potentially starting a group. That seems gonna. Be, that seems like it's gonna be fun. You think we're going horsemen? You think this is that's finally gonna happen, or they may try and do Dynasty again because that was his faction in MLW. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, FTR going up against Jurassic Express. Yeah, that was pretty solid. Um, probably the probably my favorite out of the matches FTR has had in AEW so far. It was really good, especially because because like nobody was playing into their like they were going up against someone who was very very fast and. Page and Omega were very much playing into the slower style of FTR to build up dread and tension. Hmm. Um, fucking, we got, we got, we got to get to it. Six man tag: Moxley, Hobbs, and Allen versus Starks, Archer, and Cage. That's, That's coming gonna be next week. That's going to be a real match next week. I'm, so I, I'm just so happy about Hobbs because, like, dude, dude, everybody just immediately like fell in love with the dude, and was like, "Yeah, no, we like him. Yeah. Bring him on." And they were like, "All right, cool. Here he and, is in the main event scene." Yeah, and I and I said like in my in our Discord, like I I was a little worried that potentially this could turn into like a a Cena Roman scenario, but. Looking looking at it, I, I think it is uh fairly away from that at this point. Cause they because like you said, Hobbs kind of organically got people interested in him in dark, and now they're just kind of going with the flow. I think they're maybe going with it a little too fast, but we'll we'll see how it works out. I mean, I'm uh, regardless, I'm excited for the match because it's just it's those free dudes fucking wailing on each other. How can you not be excited for that? But I I think it's I think it makes sense, especially when you look when you take it as another person they brought onto the main roster of uh Miro. Miro is starting with pretty much like a lower card storyline mm-hmm. and through his they know he can pull this up and make it bigger. Will Hobbs hasn't had that experience, and they may be unsure of his capability of doing something like that. So they're giving him a main event spot. They're giving him a main event story so that he has some momentum he can settle down into the mid card. Mm. That's fair. Um, how about that Hangman match with fucking Omega on commentary and just the whole time sounding like he would rather be anywhere else? That that was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially that, when like Hangman wins and he's going and looking for uh, Kenny and Kenny's not there. Yeah, it's almost like Hangman still hasn't accepted that he's back in the singles division. <sighs> Don't wanna be all by myself. It's 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 good storytelling in the best kind of way. I'm. Oh, I'm excited to see because that I think they're gonna. I don't. I don't think they're gonna blow it off, but I think we're gonna see the first major match in that feud happen at full gear, and I think we're building towards that right now. It's very possible. Um, but then, fucking then, we have probably one of the best gimmick matches I've ever seen: the fucking parking lot fight. Oh. That's the second five star match AEW's gotten mm-hmm. from Dave Meltzer. It was insane, and I really admire them because they could have made that cinematic, but they fucking did it live. 
they pre they did it all in one take. It wasn't live. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pre-recorded. But still, it was just so dope seeing like first of all, Santana and Ortiz are in some of the spookiest face paint I've ever seen in wrestling. Um and they're going in, they're like, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fuck these guys up because we're the fucking backyard brawlers. And then Trent and Chuck just utterly destroyed them, smashing them in the cars and shit, getting smashed in the cars and shit. Like, I just picture the uh, two or three days before this, Tony Khan just rolls up with all five of the guys in this match because, spoilers, Orange Cassidy got involved. Um, He just rolls up to, like, a used car dealership with all five of those guys, and he's like, all right, go go pick out. Here's our price range. Go pick out four or five within that price range. Because they, okay, they put a person in on top of the engine and repeatedly slammed the hood on them. Somebody they, got slammed into a trunk. Someone got slammed into the roof of a car. Someone got slammed into the windshield of a car and busted the glass on their back. Mm-hmm. That was, oh, that was one of the toughest spots I've seen in a while. It, 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 it was very good. Mm-hmm. fucking just oh one of just such a great match and like the icing on the cake of having sue come back with her minivan all fixed up to pick up the boys and then she just flips santana and ortiz off oh and this is like just a really good old school story of like these good boys are just good guys and they need to fuck up the bad guys because fuck them yeah and fucking I love how around this Sue has gotten over like people have been talking about her as like one of the best side characters in AEW. I literally saw somebody in the AEW unrivaled subreddit saying they want a a Sue figure that comes with the minivan Um, and fucking um, all the people who have interacted with her backstage over the course of this feud have just been posting on social media like, yeah, no, Sue's awesome. She's the fucking hairstylist for AEW. She does all this great shit. She brought everybody cookies and brownies the night we shot this match. It was awesome. She's she was great. And that's the kind of like person that a group like the best friends in Orange Cassidy need as a manager. It's just a gag machine because it's like, oh, look at these sweet boys defending one of their moms. Mm-hmm. And and I really like that they're keeping it limited to its Trent's mom because she works for AEW. If this was WWE, it would be a fucking actress playing Trent's mom, and every and all three of their moms would be involved somehow. Like we would see Orange Cassidy's mom, and I don't think anybody wants to see a family member of Orange Cassidy show up in kayfabe. No, Orange Cassidy is an enigma that only exists by himself. Yeah. Uh, but that was AEW this week. This is a fucking baller episode. I enjoy it a lot. And uh, uh, Cody, are you still on the line? I am here. Okay, give us a weekly vibe, dude. Let's go on to weekly vibes. Um, I picked up a lot of interesting things. It's mainly going to be toys. For the most part, it was a not great week. I have some... Mega Constructs, Dest- or Halo figures, the newest Halo Infinite ones, they're pretty cool. Um, I found the 
Hot Wheels, um, like rad rigs or something like that. It's they Hot Wheels sometimes does like five dollar semi trucks, and then they do like seven dollar semi trucks with a car, and it's a dino themed semi truck that looks like a T Rex with a rib cage for the trailer. And like a Stegosaurus car in the back, and like as soon as I saw that, I was like, "That is metal as fuck." Oh, it's really cool. It's like I always I love Hot Wheels the best when it's like their wacky monster type things. Um, so I don't know, like uh, it was a uh, really dope, and I also got some Black Series figures. I got the uh, new. Rebel Trooper, this Hoth Rebel Trooper, and I got Luke Skywalker, uh, um, Snowspeeder, Luke, or whatever. Um, I really love the Snowspeeder one. I was about to ask, how is he? No, the, the articulation's great. He's got those, like, universal ball joints at the knees or whatever, and it's weird, but it works very well. Like, it seems like I can get much, uh, much more natural, like, stance. He's really fun to pose. Um, oh, yeah. I, probably my favorite thing I picked up because I was, like, dying to get it. I'm, like, I, I'm I'm in it to the point to where, like, I already know I'm going to be buying the fucking big boy here pretty soon. But uh, I okay. got the Mega Constructs He-Man, uh, He-Man and Battle Cat versus... Rotom or Merman and Rotom uh set. Oh shit. And it's fucking phenomenal. All all I I I know plenty, you know, because I, I I like toys. I know the history of most toys, most toy lines, you know, I'm I'm like in all of it. Like I, I think I like toys more than specific brands at this point. Probably, and that's why you're the toy sense. man of AEW or of of modular media. Of AEW, <laughs> I'm getting paid way more right now. What the fuck? <laughs> no, uh, I was gonna say, Cody, you're the toy man of uh, modular media. I'm just a guy who likes toys and is in modular media because I only like a few specific brands, whereas you're into literally anything that draws your attention. Yeah, I can't wait to get everything up because it's literally a museum or a cry for help. It's one of those two things. It can um, be both. It can be both. Yeah. Yes. But anyways, to to go into like further detail, uh Battle Cat is very poseable. Like more than like the He-Man Origins uh battle cat that's made right now like more than any battle cat i've ever seen yeah i'm looking at a picture of it it looks better than the masters of the universe classics battle cat yeah like one of my favorite things i think like i like six inch figures my favorite scales three and three quarter um and i i've mentioned this a couple of times but for some reason, I always like miniature things. I like things that are smaller, whether it be, like, probably because, like, as a kid, they were the things I could get more of. They're, like, the cheaper option. They're cheaper to make. You could just, they take up less space. And, like, all of those things combined, 
means that like you know i could have like an army of clone troopers that three and three quarter inch scale or i could have something else i bought this week um because i just decided to go full monkey brain and say fuck it um because my walmart just decided to start my my walmart has not been stocking mega constructs anything you know for like two years um and then literally a week ago they're just like oh hey by the way all of it right now everything all of it like bring the rain it's in like they got so much shit they don't they have it in like several different spots on several different toy aisles like they don't even know where to put it there's some shit on the sale aisle i got the um the predator and dutch um two pack and it's thermal Dutch, so he's translucent with beautiful colors. It's beautiful, fucking Whoa. amazing. I love it so much. But um, they also got like the la- the latest heroes line, which is all kinds of random shit. This time, their heroes line was uh, Claptrap from Borderlands Three, Kratos, um, the Predator, and Muddy Dutch from you know the Predator. Uh, and Raphael, huh. um, and there might, I might've been forgetting someone, but I, I, I don't think so. Um, so I decided, I don't know if you've ever played Borderlands, but, um, uh, there's many like Claptrap is one of many. There's several that look just like them and several with different color variations. Um, for some reason, People bought a lot of the uh, of this wave because, like, it comes in a box that you can pick up with one hand. Uh, but there's like probably like six of each character. I, I have five clap traps now, so you know why not? Because um, if I'm gonna army build something, it's gonna be all of everything. But anyways, to go back to the thing that is actually- if, if I'm gonna buy a lot of everything, it's gonna be everything. Um. Probably the most impressive thing about the Masters of the Universe Mega Constructs figures is that if you're any bit familiar with the original vehicles and their gimmicks, they find a way to keep the gimmick. Really? So, in the construction of the Rotom vehicle, it has two wheels on the bottom. Pretty simple. Um and it's got this disc that kind of doesn't like do anything. It just sits there, but it's sitting around a round piece. So it's pretty much sitting around an axle that's vertical. Um, and so you get two different size wheels. You get one little wheel wheel, and they both make contact with the ground at an even plane flat, but the big wheel makes contact with the uh, disc. So while it might not be like the ratcheting gimmick from the original toy, you still push it forward and it spins and you move it backwards and it spins the other way. It's the same thing. They did it and it's good. I love it so much. Also, they're more articulated than the original He-Man figures because, I mean, of course, but... I mean, the original He-Man figures were articulated with rubber bands. I know. It's just interesting. It's interesting and, like, while I didn't grow up with it, it's definitely becoming like one of my favorite things to get into now because probably like, and this will just go into like also like a little bit of like what they're going to do. Like they've done a castle graced goal and I'm going to try to get it. Cause oh, they also, boy. 
Yeah. Is it how many? Is it like all block, or is it going to be like a couple? No, it's one set piece. All blocks. It's That's massive. cool. It's um, if it was a Lego set, it would be too expensive for me to consider, but it's not, so it's affordable. Um, <laughs> but I I also buy Lego. It's similar quality. Um, it's not like. 1500 pounds in a fucking hydraulic press quality but like it's still very good and their build ideas are very interesting they're just they just said fuck it and they're doing every weird character possible in the masters of the universe i think they have like a mosquito or whatever planned they got like a spider guy the ninja guy the old man wonder red he man their names not yet. They're doing the the green slime pit He Man dude. They're they're doing a all black and orange one that I don't understand. They they have a lot of deep cuts. Mattel have they done Disco He-Man. Skeletor? Not yet, but I'm sure they will because that's the other thing. They've done so many different versions. Like the the battle the the He Man that comes on the Battle Cat battle armor he-man with like the little barrel chest gimmick except it doesn't have the barrel chest gimmick because it's too small but it's got Mm. like the battle armor with the thing on his chest the other playset which has a skew up at my walmart um and i have to unfortunately check it regularly because apparently the fucking greasy fingers are out there trying to buy this shit and just like deconstructing it, selling the parts, doing whatever. Like if you bought it from online right now, you'd have to pay twice the price or some shit, that kind of bullshit. Mm. Uh, but it's point dread. It's at a $50 price point. Um, and it mimics the original point dread playset, which was a part of castle Grayskull that you could connect to, a castle Grayskull. And it came with, like, the, the bird thing. Uh, the bird plane thing. I don't know what it is. I just recognized it from Toy Soldiers He-Man Expansion, which was a uh, real-time strategy game, and that was one of the units. And it was a bitch to fight. But it's cool, and I want it, so why not? Hmm. And that's it. Nice. Uh, Chris, what have you been vibing on? Well, um... I've been vibing on the fact that I have a new computer now. What? Oh? Dude, it fucking happened? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, people have no idea. We've been talking about trying to get Chris a new computer off mic for the entire fucking time I've known him. Um, uh, I had it since last Saturday. You motherfucker! (laughs) Because I knew it because I knew it was be fucking good. Uh, oh fucking tell me everything. Okay, it's a Lenovo IdeaPad Gaming 3. Nice. Uh AMD Ryzen 5 uh 4000 series. So uh, it's six core, 12 thread. Uh NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1060 or 50. I can't remember. Let me let me look real quick. I'm looking at my NVIDIA control panel right now. If it pops up, there it is. Uh, 1650 Ti. That's what I have uh, as a graphics card. 
Um, yeah, so far, so really good. It's been dope. Uh, What's it like editing on that thing? You gotta tell me. It's much faster. <laughs> yeah! Because oh, when I... Lord. It's much faster. Right. <laughs> right. Um, editing on my old computer, like, I would move a clip, and then I'd have to wait, like, a good two seconds before my computer would let me play the, the, the feed. Here, I can just go, like, all right, move, play, move, play. I, it's instant. I don't have to wait. Um, it's that can, new computer feeling, man. Relish it, relish it. You're going to have it for, like, two years. Uh, doing all that kind of stuff. But I've also been uh, downloading and doing a little bit of the gaming because I had Steam. I've had it for a while. But I also had a couple games I got for free as an, and as gifts. So I have Brutal Legend on my computer. Nice. And Guacamele. Very fun. And I also am uh, a shrewd bastard, so I downloaded the Epic Game Store and have been downloading their free games, whatever they... <laughs> hey, that's fine. Um, maybe we should get into playing Among Us. Do what? The game Among Us. Mm. It's a hardcore meme right now. It's it's a very simple game, but yeah. Oh, that the 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 one with the betrayal and shit. Mm-hmm. I can't um, remember who, but a, a friend from my my now old job told me that some store had Far Cry free uh up for free if you uh, made an account on their site within a certain period of time. Were you able to get in on that? Nope. Uh, but I'm looking at. I'm looking at the uh, Epic Game Store right now, and I've already downloaded it. I got Watch, Dog, Watch Dogs 2 for free. Shit, bro. Hey, I haven't played that yet. Yeah, I played like the first like five minutes to make sure everything was good and working. Um, and I wish I had 45 bucks right now because Epic Game Store has Death Stranding for a $15 discount. Can your computer run Death Stranding? I've looked, okay, looking at the goddamn tech specs for what it says, like, hey, this is what you need, because it says recommended uh, Intel Core i7 or AMD Ryzen 5 1600. I am ri- running a Ryzen 5 4000. Memory is 8 gigabytes, so that's RAM, and I have 8 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, and GeForce GTX 1060, 6 gigabyte, or AMD Radeon RX 50, uh, 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 RX 590. And I have a 1650 Ti, so I think that's the better version. I'd have to look. That is, oh, that's fucking sick, dude. You're bringing that thing to the summit, right? Oh, yeah, no, that's. Okay, Cody, remember a couple weeks ago when I said, hey, by the way, uh, do you have a couple extra PlayStation controllers or Xbox controllers? This is why, because I had already, already uh, I had already ordered it, and I was thinking, oh, wait a second, we could probably play, like, PlayStation 2 games on this and stream it, which we can, because, um, in fact, Thursday, I did a test stream on Twitch for 40 minutes. You motherfucker! Oh my god! 
and I got that whole thing up and running, and it worked pretty good. That's awesome, because, uh, fuck, I forgot to talk about this off mic, but, uh, yeah, fuck it, we'll do it now. Uh, Chris, you told me, um, I should probably order a capture capture card for Cody's, uh, PS, uh, whatever, fucking ordered that shit, as well as a Wi-Fi adapter for my computer, because I thought we were gonna have to move that thing out to the Vac Shack during the summit in order to do this kind of stuff, but now you've got that laptop... Oh my god, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna move my computer out there, but now we can do that shit on like a more advanced level. So wait, you got a capture card for the my PS4? If we yeah. want, like if you want to bring it up. But I also I'll have my switch and we can bring that up and capture car uh capture video gameplay. Yeah, from that. It, it works for both. It's HDMI. Well, I mean Oh, so it could also work for Xbox One. Yes. So I oh, was, and speaking I was, of Xbox, uh, there's a whole Xbox panel, and uh, I'm running Windows, so I don't know how any of this would work if I can, like... You can. You can't or can? You can. It, it, exactly how you think it works, it works that way. It's uh, You could pretty much just play Xbox games. Halo and shit like that. Uh, but I mean, like, Halo. can I like work with your account and do that kind of stuff? And play with you. Uh, you should be able to, yes. Uh, and also, any game that's cross-plat, you can do that. I would recommend Fortnite, but I don't want to see you get your ass beat by 15-year-olds. <laughs> but I mean, oh, hey, man. this means, technically, I can kind of play Xbox with you. Yeah, I haven't really touched my Xbox in a while, either. Other than like moving shit on top of it. Um, All right. Well, I, I I'm just saying, like, it. more as a as a possibility kind of thing. No, I mean, I, we will know. Uh, uh, but but I've I've been down. Uh, I've been working with a PS2 emulation. It's been working really good. Uh, Brutal Legend fucking worked uh, a charm. So yeah. Man, I was not expecting that to happen on this fucking episode, but I guess we just kind of soft announced there's going to be impromptu gaming streams and Let's Plays at the fucking Summit, too. Unless you edit it out. Yeah, I mean, you I'm could. lazy but... to do that. And I mean, like, these people, anyone who's stuck around this long, because I'll talk about it during the preamble next week, but anybody who's stuck around this long into the podcast, like, they fucking earned that knowledge, in my opinion. So yeah, new new fucking shiny ass computer. You know, I almost went after Cody because I I I was like, I don't know if what I have to talk about is all that interesting. And now I'm regretting doing it because how the fuck do I follow that up, dude? Uh, <laughs> and no, uh, I haven't opened it, but like I got Blender up on my computer. I got streaming. Uh, LMMS, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, looking at my games folder, I got I got Doom because I already had Doom. Let's like see. original Doom or like OG Doom, like '93 Doom. If you could run Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal, if you could play that game, if you could play Doom Eternal, then you could play like any shooter, just about. I can probably. But like I got um, Legends of Dragoon, Crash Bandicoot, uh, that those those were working just great. That is 
fucking dope, man. So on that kind of thing, Mario Party can be a possibility of us playing. <laughs> I've literally never played a Mario Party, so that could be hilarious and probably extremely frustrating for me. But yeah, fucking I got a new computer and I'm so glad I can finally say that now because I've had it for like two weeks now. And I can't going, like, believe you kept it chambered for that long. That is because, some self-control, bro. Because I knew it would make a great podcast moment. Uh, a bro man. In fact, my computer hasn't uh, really uh, booted up its fan much at all during this whole time. And I've had HitFilm up and running the entire time. Now I'm now I'm actually jealous. I was I was happy for you before, now I'm jealous. <laughs> Cause my computer never fucking runs without its fan anymore. And you're in Florida, Jesus Christ. I guess mine runs without its uh, fan. The only problem I've uh, I've hit up against so far is uh we don't have completely unlimited internet but Mm. i think we're kind of getting that fixed i don't know about when it would be but like so i kind of can't download everything i want or upload i'm not sure what the parameters of it are small price to pay really yeah, that's a pretty nasty price, honestly. That sucks. Yeah, but we're, we're getting it. I'm pretty sure we're getting it upgraded to unlimited pretty soon. So, well, that's man. Oh, well, good for you, man. That's fucking awesome. I, uh, oh, you know what, Chris? I'm going to recommend a game that you look into uh, Viscera Cleanup Detail. Oh, yeah, by uh, Devolver. Is that Devolver? Yeah. Do I just play everything they make, dude? Fuck. <laughs> you might. I don't know. Everything I know it's it, the, the the game I was thinking of is you play like a giant flesh blob and you're going around in hallways. I don't think that's the oh, same that's game. Chiron or whatever. Uh, Karen. There you go. Or something like that. No, you were the you were the right one. You were, you were the chosen one. Um. But yeah, dude, now we could do that. We could probably make a thing out of that. There's plenty of games that are cross-plat. There's plenty of games... Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, And also, it was like 10 bucks on Steam this week. And I was like, it's 10 bucks for four games. I got the first four Monkey Island games. Of course you did. Nice. So yeah, I got Monkey Island. When I do stream, when I get to that point where I can... Uh, I'm just going to be the fucking weird JRPG dude and just play those kind of games. Also, I got it set up on my computer so I can record the raw game footage while streaming and not have my stream on the footage so I can make videos from that game footage. Dude, what if this is like the beginning of you becoming the streamer in the group? Oh, it's very possible because when I get to that point where I can do it on a regular basis, I want to do it on a regular basis. And... Okay. <laughs> so I'm sorry I ruined anything you would say. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot to talk about. I've just been on a huge Batman kick the last two weeks. 
um, because I fucking uh, got gifted uh, by a friend uh, the Telltale Batman game, because they actually had a physical copy of it. So I played the entire first season. Um, and uh, that was pretty good. Pretty good retelling. Very Earth One-esque. Uh, neat take on the character, but it kind of made me made me thirsty for more Batman media. So I've been rereading the Tom King run because uh, I, I didn't quite finish it. And I read it very sporadically originally. So I'm trying to get it all in one go this time. And so far, I've kept to that pretty well. I, I read like two to three issues every month. Is that the one that started one. with Gotham Guy and Gotham Girl? Yeah. Okay. It's the Rebirth run. And okay. uh, that actually, that opening trilogy of arcs was so good that I went and put it on the list. Like, I, I, I remember those arcs being really good, but uh, it, they just hit me super hard again this time of like, this is a fantastic dissertation on Batman as a singular character. Um, and then fucking, what was the other thing I did? Uh, there was something else. Um, oh yeah, the, the, the Pattinson trailer had come out and that kind of, that kind of sparked this, even though it was a few weeks beforehand. Um, and that, that movie looks really good. Uh, fucking awesome how he got COVID and then beat it like a week later. Um, and well, I mean, uh, if you see how violently he beats a guy in that trailer, you could understand. Yeah, you know, violently he beats the nostalgia critic. Yeah, he fucking beat up Doug Walker, and I cheered so hard. But also, uh, it's, it's a fucking gritty, realistic take on Riddler, which has me kind of hyped. I mean, out of all the Batman villains. It makes a lot of sense because he he that's what serial killers do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, I I rewatched a couple of the animated movies. I I watched uh, Gotham Knights, which I hadn't seen in forever, but I personally think is highly underrated. Is uh, that the um, adaptation of Gotham by Gaslight? No, that is the movie that's in the Nolan verse and is a bunch of anime vignettes. Oh no, that's really good. It is. Really yeah. Good. The animatrix, but Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched fucking under the red hood. Cause I hadn't seen that in a while. Um, and then I watched, uh, the Batman and Harley Quinn, which I had been meaning to get to for a while. And that made me want to kill myself. But then okay. I watched, uh, I watched oh. the salt on Arkham and that was much better. Yeah. I was about to say, of all the ones, that one is just bad. At yeah. the beginning, it's good, and then like the whole fucking jive of it, just like oh no, dude, it systematically pisses on the Tim versus Grave, and it was made by fucking Bruce Tim and Paul Dini too. Like those guys, those guys are starting to go the way of Frank Miller, and I don't I think mean, anyone wants to admit it. Bruce Tim has always been low key horny. Hmm. But you could say the same thing about Frank Miller. He's always been low-key a MGTOW. Yeah. But, thank, uh, God, thank God we praise and worship Grant Morrison. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, I did like start to read a bit of Morrison's Batman, and I was like, oh, this is a lot. I need to save this <laughs> for when I have more time to process this. <laughs> I mean, that's true of anything, Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
I'm I'm trying not to drop a bunch of money on toys right now because a putting money back for the summit and b I'm I have massive fucking credit card debt that I've been ignoring for far too long. Um, but I have been eyeballing both the Mafex Batman and the Mezco Sovereign Knight Batman. I'll just say right now, as someone who has very little control sometimes, if you get one, you'll get more. Yeah. And I look at those Mafex ones, and I look at the Mezco shit, and I'm like, hey, I know they're good. I know I'll like it. Go ahead, buy one. It's not that expensive. It's a slippery slope. And then you and buy, buy one. Two. Yeah. Here's the thing. If I get because I'm reading Tom King's Batman, which is very heavily about Batman and Catwoman's relationship. If I get either of those Batmans, I'm gonna want to get the Catwoman to go with them. And, and then you might as well just get any other fucking villain or anything else. Yeah, I might as well get like a Joker and there's a Har and there's a fucking there's a Mezco Harley that just came out and looks pretty and good. If you're talking about Mezco, I mean you could always get the crossover characters like uh Judge Dredd. Yeah, and fucking that Popeye looks pretty good too, bro. And you know, honestly, their Marvel line is very good. And if you like any kind of Marvel anything, just go for it. Have you ever played? Hey, they're also on scale with your DC things, and you can do cool crossover stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the that's the pain of being a toy collector. Don't do it. Yes, sir. Be Uh, financially smart. I mean. I, I, I'll put it this way. Uh, the pre-orders for Ultimate The Fiend went up on Ringside Collectibles yesterday, and I decided that was going to be my big expenditure for the month. That was like 45 bucks. Mm. Um, Fair enough. But, but uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's my vibe for this week, and I think that's Analytical Fanboys. So, uh... Cody, go ahead and plug all your shit. Tell people who you are and where they can find you on the internet if you want them to. As always, I am uh, a hodgepodge of branding. Um, I forgot the actual thing. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> you just need hang to on. make a fucking like document that you can read every week. Oh, it's gone. Something about country bears. Anyways, um, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> my instant gram is never underscore robot. I just posted a picture of uh, Jar Car Binks, um, which is a Star Wars character car. The um, best. My gaming platforms are usually some variation of Snoke eighty three. If you click on it and see some bullshit about some robots or like an icon about some robots, or it's probably me. Um, on Steam, I think I'm Snow Burke. My Twitch is Snow Cone eighty three again. Got it. I remember that. Other than that, if you see me in real life, don't talk to me. Yes, sir. That was actually just for Chris. <laughs> wow! Wow! Well. Um, what we're what we're discussing him. Hey, Chris, tell everybody who you are and where they can find you on the internet if you want them to. Hey, howdy, howdy. My name is Chris Boingo Rider Gas, and you can find me on the YouTube. I do video editorial essay things uh, under Boingo Writer. That's the channel name. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Boingo underscore Writer, and I guess you can find me on Twitch at Boingo Writer. 
Oh, talking about slippery slopes, bro. Hey, guess what? I am your modular king of the content ring, the Vacuuminator. I do content of all sorts across the various platforms of the internet, but currently, right now, on YouTube, I'm focused as a toy reviewer. You can find me talking about all kinds of cool stuff over at youtube.com slash the vacuuminator. That's spelled T-H-E-V-A-C-U-U-M-I-N-A-T-O-R. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter under that handle at the vacuuminator. Might be with an underscore, might be not. And uh yeah, that's pretty much everywhere you can find me. But this show, hey. We are the Analytical Fanboys Podcast, and once again, I want to remind you, if you enjoyed this, if you listened all the way through the end, go ahead and give us a like to help us out in the YouTube algorithm. Maybe leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of this week's episode. Subscribe so you get every one of them as they come out, and don't forget to ring that bell in order to enable notifications. If you want to listen to it on the go, go down to the description. We've got a Google Drive folder with every episode we've ever done as an MP3. You can follow us on Twitter, at the Modular Media, for updates on the podcast and all the other stuff we're doing and you can subscribe to our subreddit r slash modular media where we do pretty much the same thing it's a cool place a lot of cool stuff going on we've got the summit coming up it's a great time to get involved with modular media so definitely go ahead and do that but while you're doing that we're going to take off, and we'll see you next week when we'll be discussing Bleach by Nirvana. Yes. Yeah. I would start reciting the lyrics to the Bleach anime theme song, but I don't actually remember them, and I'd probably mangle them because they're in another language. <laughs>